If you have your Bible this morning, let's look at uh, 2 Corinthians chapter number 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. I'm going to just give to you what's on my heart. And at the end of the message, we're going to have some special prayer uh, that we do. And uh, one that we're going to anoint uh, some folk that need a healing from God. I still believe God's a healer. I still believe he's able. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 1, and let's look at verse number 8. We'll just read a few verses. Uh, let's see what the Lord has for us here. Second Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 8. For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure. Notice that. That we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raiseth the dead, who delivered us from so great a death and doth deliver in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us ye also helping together by prayer for us that for the gift bestowed upon us by the means of many persons thanks may be given by many on our behalf. If you'll give me verse number 8 just for a moment there. Back in verse number 8, Paul writing to the church said, uh, I don't want you to be ignorant. I don't want you not to know about what I've been through, what's been going on. He said, for our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, God, for the next few moments, for the next little while, that, God, you would do for us, Lord God, in that uh, that you can only do. I pray, God, for broken hearts. I pray, God, for those that are weary in well-doing, those that need strength and encouragement. I pray, oh, God, that you would help us, Lord God, will you speak to us through your word, now, Lord, have your will and have your way in what's said and what's done here in this place and in this hour. Lord, we love you and we bless you. Lord, we ask these things in the name that is above every name. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Back in Matthew chapter 26. In Matthew chapter 26, uh, uh, Jesus is getting ready to go to the cross. Jesus has just had his, uh, the last, what we term the last supper with his disciples. Uh, in verse number 30 of chapter 26, the Bible said, they sung a hymn and they went out to the Mount of Olives. We all, uh, you're familiar with this story. Uh, this is the time that uh, he says that he's going to go and be betrayed, he's going to die, and uh, every man's going to uh, turn their back on him. Peter said, no, I won't. And uh, he said, Peter, before the rooster crows in the morning, 
uh, three times, you're, uh, or you're going to deny me. And uh, then we, we find that as they go there to the Mount of Olives, they show up at what's termed and what's called the Garden of Gethsemane. In the Garden of Gethsemane is where Jesus prays, and Luke records it, that he prays until his sweat becomes great drops of blood. Under the duress and under the stress and under the, the burden of, of the, the sins of the world going to be placed on him, he knew everything that he was going to have to go through. He even told his father, he said, Father, I, if there's another way, I, Lord, I'll take it. If there's, I, don't, I don't want this cup, but if it's your will, Lord, I'll do it. I'll take this cup. Let this cup pass from me. And in that time, we find that Jesus is pressed. In uh, the Garden of Gethsemane, it's interesting, that word, the very word Gethsemane, means an oil press. It's a place where they would take oil, or olive oil, olive, and they would take them, and they would put them in baskets, and I've got a little picture there. And those baskets, they would take it, uh, they, would, uh, they had a lever system, and they would take heavy rocks and stones, and they would press down on those, on those olives until the oil uh, would come out of those olives, and it would be pressed, and that oil would come out. And Jesus was going into the Garden of Gethsemane, that he would be pressed, and the pressure I would push down on him. And Jesus uh, uh, there went through everything he went through. Uh, uh, for you and I, because the Bible said uh, uh, that uh, we would not face one thing, uh, we would not go through one thing that Jesus uh, had already went through. Uh, he had already felt uh, every feeling we would ever felt. Uh, he, he knew everything uh, uh, that you and I were going to face. Uh, and as Paul is writing to his church, uh, uh, Paul is writing to the people uh, that he loved. Uh, Paul's writing to people uh, that he's trying to, to help and encourage in this thing for God. Uh, they're going through some hard times. Uh, they're going through some struggles uh, in their life. Uh, and Paul said, I don't want you to forget uh, that there was a time uh, that I went through some stuff in Asia. And you know, the, the, I, I read behind this, tried to study out, Brother Ronnie. And the commentators are uh, not sure exactly uh, what he was talking about because he went through so many things. The Bible said night and a day he spent the deep. Uh, he received 39 uh, uh, lashes three different times. Uh, he was stoned uh, and left for dead. Uh, there's another portion of the Bible uh, that will give you the, uh, the idea that he may have had to fight, fight off beasts. I don't know what Paul went through, but I do know this. Under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, he said, I was pressed out of measure. I was pressed so hard that I couldn't put it on a pain scale. I was pressed down so much I didn't know what I was going to do. I was pressed out of measure, above strength, in so much I despaired of my life. Now, if Paul's been through whippings three times, they say that they would only give you 39 strikes and not 40 because 40 would kill a man. He'd been through that three times. He'd been shipwrecked and night and day spent in the deep. Stoned and left for dead. I believe this man 
when he says, I've been through some stuff. And I began to, the Lord began to speak to my heart about this idea of the pressing. When the pressing would come, when the pressing would take place, it was to get what was on the inside out. And I don't like the pressing. I think every one of us could raise our hand to God and say, God, sometimes it's just too much. People all the time say, well, the Lord won't put on more on you than you can bear. Well, that's not the Bible. That might be what Grandma said. That might be what you heard. But that's not the Bible. Because the Bible said uh, that he sure will. Y'all believe me? Let's look. 1 Corinthians chapter number 10. You need to look at it in your Bible. Turn, turn in your Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter number 10. And verse number 13. 1 Corinthians chapter number 10. Verse number 13. There hath no temptation taken you, but is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation make a way of escape. He didn't say that you couldn't. It wouldn't happen. But he's made a way of escape for you and I. Gates, there's going to be things you face in your life that are much too big for you. There's things that I faced in my life that have been much too big for me. But I'm thankful, hallelujah, that Jesus will carry us through every one of them. Thinking about that idea of being pressed. I want to give you uh, some thoughts that the Lord gave me. I believe every one of us can fulfill the will of God in our life. I believe that God's got a purpose and God's got a plan for everything that you go through and that I go through. Romans 8 28 still in the book. I, I, I believe that everything I come it works together for uh, uh, to, uh, let me just read it to you hallelujah I'm uh, trying to mess up my mind here Romans 8 and verse number 28 uh, the Bible said this for we know that all things work together for good to them that love God who are the called uh, according to his purpose I'm glad that everything works together. Uh, there's things in my life that go happen to me that I don't necessarily want to happen to me, but God's trying to do something to get it out of me. Uh, and God's got some stuff he wants to get out of you. Uh, and he got some stuff he wants to get out of me. Uh, number one, when we're pressed, uh, God gets our prayer. Uh, God is trying to get our prayer so we can rely on him. Look at verse number nine. The Bible said, but we had uh, this sentence of death. Uh, in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raises the dead. During the present time, it's a time that God allows things to happen in our life, and we go to God in prayer. I don't know what people do that don't have the Lord. I don't know what people do that don't have an opportunity in a relationship with the Lord. I'm thankful, brother, that whenever things go wrong in my life and things fall apart in my life, I'm glad I go to my Father. I'm glad I call to Him. I'm glad I take it to His feet. I'm glad when I'm pressed, I'm glad that the first thing that happens is a prayer is made in the saints' life. Many of us Things have happened in our life. Things have fallen apart. Things have gone wrong. 
And there may have been a time in your life before you knew the Lord, before you had a good relationship with the Lord, that when that happened, you turned to drink. When that happened, you run to drugs. When that happened, you run to a relationship. When that happened, you run to this and you run to that. But oh, since I've been, oh, since I've got to know him, I miss Carolyn that those things happen in my life. I'm thankful that those things uh, simply drive me to my knees. Uh, and I begin to call out on God. Uh, as I read the book of Psalms, uh, I cry, I see what the psalmist writes many times. Uh, oh, Lord. Uh, oh, God. Even says uh, that we don't have the words, uh, we can't say it like we want to. Uh, in Romans chapter number eight, said, uh, and he hears the groanings uh, of intercession of the spirit. Uh, I don't know how to say it sometimes. Uh, sometimes it hurts too hard, uh, sometimes it hurts too deep, uh, sometimes it's just too much. Uh, but I'm glad, praise be to God, uh, under the pressure, uh, under the pressing, uh, God is trying to get our prayer. Now, Jesus prayed while he was being pressed. What makes you think me and you don't need to pray while we're being pressed? Jesus even came to his disciples. If you'll remember, he left 12, he left 9 rather, or 8. Judas is done gone by now. And he took three with him, Peter, James, and John. He said, come with me a little further. He said, stay here and pray for a little while. And I'm going further. Jesus went and prayed. That's where his sweat became great, great drops of blood. He comes back and they're asleep. He said, could you not pray with me for one hour? Could you not stand with me for one hour? Jesus knew that there had to be some prayer that was made. Not only was there a prayer made, there's a partnership. Give me that second one there. Notice our partnership to relate to him. Paul writing, said in verse 11, Ye also helping together by prayer for us, that for the gift bestowed upon us by the means of many persons, thanks may be given by many on our behalf, that ye helping together by prayer for us. Now, talking about pressure, talking about being pressed, talking about being pushed down, you, Jesus, goes, it goes back to the inner circle there, Peter, James, and John. And they were the ones who were supposed to go with him all the way. They were the ones who were supposed to be with him till the end. Even though Jesus already knew the end of the story. Jesus knew that John, John would be the only one standing beside the cross. And he knew Peter was going to deny him and all that. He asked him, will you go and pray? He comes back and they're asleep. You ever felt like that before? There's people you thought would go with you all the way. You thought would be there. You thought would, would be an encouragement to you. You thought would be a help to you. You thought would help you carry the load. You thought they were going to be the one you could count on. And you go back and they're gone. I'm thankful that I have, 
I have my father that's with me even when everybody walks out on me. Amen. Sometimes we can feel pressed. We can feel like there's more on us than we can bear when we look around to the many that look to us. They look to receive from us. Then we look around and see how many people are giving into us. There's a whole lot of people sometimes in our life that they always want to take from us. They want to take this from us. They want to take that from us. They expect us to have an answer here. They expect us to be able to lead there. They expect us to do this. They expect us to do that. And you look around and there's not very many people that are sowing into you. You can feel pressed. Jesus in his earthly body didn't have very many that would sow into him. The disciples would take from him. The woman with the issue of blood. Well, the Bible say, I felt the virtue flow out of my body. There wasn't people much giving in to him. There's a whole lot taken from him. In our life, there's a lot of people that will take from you. You need to find some people that will sow into you. You need to find some people that will be a help to you. You, you feel pressed when you start to look around and see how many are feeding off of you. And that feeding from you makes pressure pressed. When the load's too much, we simply need people to help us. Galatians chapter number 6 uh, tells us this. Galatians says... That if a man be overtaken in a fault, then we which are spiritual, ye uh, that which are spiritual, go and restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself. And then the Bible said this in verse number two Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Now, what I'm, what do you say, preacher? Sometimes when people walk out on us, we are disappointed because we are reminded that we are alone. We are told we're going through this alone. Sometimes we count on people to watch with us like Jesus. What did he say? Watch with me and pray. When he came back, we were what were they doing? That was good. We expect them, we count on them to watch with us only to find out they walk off and leave us. Pressed. In our prayer, we rely on them. Let me ask you this. When's the last time you've been pressed to your knees? Drove, driven to your knees in prayer. When's the last time you didn't pick up a phone and call a friend? You didn't call in everybody else. But they, you knew they not, what, nobody could do anything but God and you called out to God. In our, in our prayer we learn to rely on Him. Yes. In our participation we learn to relate to Him. 
See, Jesus comes alongside of us. Jesus helps us. The Bible said there's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. I was thinking about my brother this week, and uh, uh, I give him a hard time all the time, but um, I'm thankful for him. Um, ever since we came back here, I think it's 2004, somewhere right in there, Gage was just a little bitty fella. And uh, they, had, uh, they had hit church here and there, visiting around, stuff like that, when we came back, and here they were. And it wasn't very long before old 12 string, that's what uh, well, one of those guys used to call him. He picked up his guitar and started playing. And uh, he's always been back there. I mean, he, he gets off work and he comes over here, and, and I'm thankful for him. I don't mind against my brother, I don't mind it, but I, I'm, I'm thankful for him. But you know, there's, a, there's one that'll stick with you when your family walks out. When everybody else walks out, I'm thankful my God just starts walking in. I'm glad in our participation we can relate to him. We can find out in the pressing times, being pressed in the pressures of life, I'm glad to tell you there's a God that will help you. And I'm glad to tell you God will send some people by your way to be a help to you as well. Some of the biggest blessings in my life have come through the people of God. Some of the best blessings in my life have come through God's children. I'm glad for the children of God. I'm glad for the family of God. I'm glad for the church. I say bless his name. We might have problems. We might mess up. We got all kinds of issues. But there's still nothing wrong with the church. That's still the best thing going on. I say thank God for people who come alongside you and help you in this In our prayer, we rely. In our participation, we relate to him. Let me ask you this. Are you participating? Are you part of the family? Are you part of the body? Are you doing what the Bible tells us to do in Galatians chapter 6? Them that are weak, go alongside, bear one another's burden. You know, I, I'm afraid it's, it's way too easy for us to find somebody that's down and kick them yes. while they're down instead of offering them a hand to help them up. Paul said you ought to help them considering yourself lest you be tempted. So I, some people give me a hard time about how I treat people. I try to be full of mercy and I try to be full of grace. I got a long way to go. But I try to consider, well, how would I want somebody to treat me if that was me? I've, I've got friends that have got a terrible past. They're trying their best right now to serve God. You know what I'm going to do my best I can, Miss Fred? I'm going to. I'm going to tag them on. I'm going to pat them on the back. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to use them the best I can. I'm going to let them be involved with things. I'm going to try to help them. Because I'm. I, it could be me that was there. It could be you that was there. The thing I've never understood, Miss Midge, is this. When somebody messes up, if it's 
them or somebody they like. Man, they want the preacher in the church just to love on them and forgive them. But man, if it's somebody they don't care for, well, the preacher ought to just throw them out. They ought to just throw them out, kick them out of the church. Lord help if we ever found out everything you did, honey. We ought to have an altar call right there. Yeah. Pressed! When we're pressed, Paul said, you don't understand. I want you to know that I was about to give up on life. I was pressed so much I didn't even know what I was going to do. By the way, there might be somebody that's pressed but you don't even know anything about what they're going through. That's right. Oh, they put on their suit, they put on their dress, they carry the Bible, they got a smile on their face when they come to church, but on the inside. Amen. Pressed. Yep. On the inside, you don't have any idea what they're going through. It do us well just to come with the attitude of mercy. It just do us well to come and say, this is a place of grace. I come to get grace. I come to give grace. I come to get grace. I come to give grace. I didn't come over here expecting anybody perfect. Just like if I went down to the hospital, I would expect everybody to be well. I expect for people to show up here hurting. I expect people to show up here limping. I expect people to show up here with some mess in their life. But aren't you glad you can go to daddy's house?
to the good, while I'm to the bad, whether things are up, whether things are down, I'm just going to praise him anyway. And he said, we trust that he will yet deliver us. Paul said, I can praise him for what's before me. Whatever tomorrow may bring, I know that my God will be there with me. The song several years ago was written that said, He's already in my tomorrow. He already knows what you're going to face next week. He already knows what you're going to face, uh, Brother Billy, you and your family. He knows what's going to happen at this surgery. As sad as it is, he knew what was going to take place over there. I can't understand that. I can't explain all of that. But my God is sovereign. He knew about it. And he is an ever-present, a very present help in time of need. You know, there's sometimes you, you need somebody to help you. And you got to call them and wait on them to get there. And when they show up, it's all right. But it would have been a whole lot better if they had showed up right when you need them. I'm thankful I don't ever have to get a busy signal. I don't, I don't have to send a text and wait on somebody to get back with me. I'm glad just as soon as I go through what I'm going through, Brother, Brother Glenn, he is a very present help in time of need. So I'll praise him today. Can I come to the pen if you will? I'll praise him. I've learned to rejoice in him. I've learned to rejoice in who he is because of what he's done for me. I'll just stand and say, when I'm pressed, when I'm pressured, when there's too much for me, I'm glad, hallelujah, I've learned to lift my hand. I've learned to let off some pressure and just say, God, I can't fix it. I don't know what to do about it, so I'm just going to trust you with it. Here it is, God. I give it to you. I've let go of it. God, it's all yours. Stand with me, if you will. She comes to play this morning. I wonder how many of us this morning, maybe you're pressed and you need help from God. How many of us this morning come and gather around these altars and say, God, I want to thank you for the times that I was pressed, that the times that I was pressured, that God, you came through. Come on. Here we come. God, I want to tell you I love you. God, you've shown yourself faithful. God, I want to tell you, I thank you. And God, you've been good. Lord, maybe there's some of us here that say, God, I don't, I don't know what you're going to do yet. I can't understand it all yet. But God, I'm going to fall and I'm going to call out on you. 